everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast. We are in Manchester. Coming at you live from Manchester. Mint. This is, this is very mint, yes. It's going to be a mint podcast today. And, and maybe even banging and buzzing. That's right. We've been sponsored by Waze to let you know that you can now down, download a Mancunian <laughs> voice so for your... We were, your, dri- we were driving does everyone out know what, Hang on. Does everyone know what Waze, Waze is? Waze is our sat-nav. It's a, it's a sat-nav. Really. It's a navigation and, app. And when we got in the car this morning, it said, do you want to... Just, navigate like a mank or something yeah of course we do so now we have a, a lovely mancunian lady telling us and um, she says things like keep right mint yeah and she says uh now you've arrived and i'll stop my either in you yeah it's, it's great it's great so yes we are in manchester we're not really sponsored um, by ways we're, we're not no. um yeah we thought we'd take a, a little uh, impromptu trip um up north well, for half term didn't we i wanted to c- come up for half term mm. because everyone else seems to go places and I thought what better place to go exactly exactly yeah we are uh, it's, it's currently Sunday as we're recording this this is going to be another one of these recorders we go podcasts um I'm thinking that well we're, we're here until Wednesday I think we haven't even decided that yet that's just that's how we roll baby but um the, the idea is that Monday and Tuesday hopefully we'll have lots of exciting uh, horrific things, to talk, things to talk to you about. We've had a nice weekend as well, haven't we? We're, we're staying in a nice little flat um, just in Castlefield or Castlefield, Castlefield, as they say around these parts. And um, it's it's cool. It's really we. We've... Well, it's like Dean's Dean's Gate, isn't it? Dean's Gate is the road. Yes. Um, <laughs> Got to say it right. So um, we um, we, we drove it. up on Saturday. Very long journey. Can I just ask you this, right? You know how like when. Um, when people are very worldly and sophisticated and posh, okay, and they'll be like, oh, I went, the weekend, me and my partner went to France, yeah, we went to Paris, mm. right? Because they're sophisticated. Yeah. As a southerner, is it sophisticated or is it cultural appropriation for me to say? <laughs> say I'm field. saying in Castlefield. <laughs> no, so we call it what you want, darling. <laughs> we, um, we, we went out for a wander last night and we, uh, we realised, oh, there's a science and industry museum. Oh, that means it's right by the Coronation Street set. So we hadn't even realised how close it was to the old Coronation Street set. So when we um, yeah. decided to go and stretch our legs last night, we, we went up to... Um, to St John's Garden, which is nearby, and they, they they'd filmed a couple of things there back in back in the day, and uh, and then we went down Key Street. Just we, we you know we th- this is the thing with this trip. There's there's only so many places we haven't been to. I think so. Yeah. We're, we're not going to talk too much about that. There's but we nothing went, groundbreaking. There isn't. To talk about we went moment. down. We went down to where the old set was, and yes, there is still no trace that anything ever horrified was, was ever there. But um, anyway, so that was, it was kind of, we paid homage and, and did a little bow and, and then went and had a wander around Manchester where it seemed like half the population were out on their hen do last night, wasn't it? I know, it? it's like the, it's like the Bournemouth of the North. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, one of the ladies was carrying a giant inflatable willy. So that was, um, that was, yeah. that was quite something. It's, um... An interesting tradition. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we had our first Corrie encounter, didn't we, last night? <laughs> okay, right. This is... Listen, when we went to the... When we went on the... Um, to visit the set last year for our 10th anniversary, um, one of the things I said to Michael was, like, everyone knows our voices, so we better not say... We better watch what we <laughs> say to each other. Um, because we're not anonymous necessarily. And I thought, I, even I thought I was being paranoid. And then as we were walking, somebody recognised our voice and yes, said, said something to us. So today, so yesterday I said to you, right, I know I'm being silly, but just we need to remember, just in case <laughs> we start slagging somebody off. Hmm. But then 
We were trying to cross the road, weren't we? I, I, yeah, I, I walked halfway across the road with Gemma on my arm, then pulled her back because I thought we were going like, to get run over. Watch out, you're going to die. And you started having a go at me. I was like, me. Michael, and I had to cross the road. You make me feel like such they were an like, idiot. like, oh, there's Adam Blues. And Adam Blues was across <laughs> the road, like, observing us, going, oh. Lovely Adam, who, who of course plays Dirk, Factory Dirk in this show, who, I know we must mention this now, showed very high proficiency in his sewing skills Excellent in last week's coronation. Skills. I can't believe we didn't mention that on last week's podcast. But yeah, he was there because he also works over at the um, at the uh, Manchester Opera House and he was there looking all swish in his suit and he, he had did. a badge that said Adam B. And he had, his, he had a security guard. Just he he did, yeah. yeah. And he had a, you know, a giant roll of hand towel as well that he was carrying Glamour. around. So that was lovely. We were not expecting... The glamour of he, he, knew, he knew that we were coming up because I texted him um, a couple of days ago and said, said we were up but that was a complete surprise. He's so lovely. He was just there so across much. the street. Adam Bleas is I'm so lovely, glad lovely we got person. to say hello to him. Really, really glad for that. So um, yeah, that was, that was basically well, it last we night. We were crossing the road because the Manchester Opera House is very close to the Ivy. Oh, yes. And I said, if you want to see some celebs, I know where there they might be. There were none. And there weren't any. No, we haven't seen any other curry people. But there was a Hindu having their photo taken on the outside. Yeah, on the our, outside. Our trips around. So that, that's kind of it. Here's we, my question. What? Where do the stag do's go? Good point, Liverpool. <laughs> um, so we, we, we did that. We came back home. We kind of, this morning, we planned out what we're going to do over the next few days. So hopefully um, the, most of those plans will be able to... Um, to, to work and, and today we just had lunch with some friends and, and hang around with them which is lovely and we had excellent breadsticks yes yes ex- excellent breadsticks very lovely. very nice not, not exciting not, not, not podcast material no, I, I don't no. think so um, I, th- I think that's kind of going to be it for, for the moment hopefully next time we come back to record we'll have lots of more exciting stuff to report on though so um, should we just leave it there for the I time being I think we should do okay so it is now Tuesday morning. Happy Valentine's Day as we are recording this. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day, my darling. Uh, yes. Hope you had a lovely Valentine's Day Eve yesterday. Well, no, it's not that, is it? It's not called Valentine's Eve. Well, it was still very lovely because we went to Coronation Street. Yes, but it wasn't related to Valentine's Day. No, 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 not at all, not really. No, we uh, we were very, very lucky that we um, were able to get in because we wanted to uh, we, we wanted to go and see the new precinct. And um, Alison Sinclair, who works at Publicity for Coronation Street, very kindly allowed us to, to go in there. So we drove oh, over to Media great. City. Um, you know, all, it's, it's, like a, it's like a second home, isn't it, that Media City? Is it? Yeah, that, that's what I think, anyway, yeah. Parking in the car park, driving past, going over the bridge. It's just like, I feel like I belong in that place. Um, <laughs> no, nothing okay. wrong with that. Okay. So, um, yeah, we, we, we went in, went to see the security guard, let us through. Ali was there to, to meet us. Mm-hmm. And then we and went then, into the precinct, which is just to the right of where the security guard gates. Yeah, so literally, are. as soon as you go through the gates, you just take a right, and then and then it's there. And uh, we'd seen this obviously on screen a couple of times so far, as well as the the big publicity launch event of it back in December that we sadly weren't able to go to. So it was a real treat to be able to to go and have our little private tour yesterday. I know we were and, really um, lucky. Yeah, we were we were in the um kind of in the lot in the, in the studios for Coronation Street about. 45 minutes or so in total, weren't we? Yeah. But uh, not, not all of that was precinct. We, we did get to see a couple of extra goodies as well. If you've um, you've seen our social media, you'll know what they are. Or I guess you can you hang around and, hang around and listen to us talking about them. But yeah, the, the precinct itself. Um, what were your kind of initial impressions walking into it? Um, I thought it was a perfect little representation of exactly what it should have been you know like the the little rundown shop area that um i you you had something like this in your village didn't little, you little bit yeah just but just one this kind of like yeah a little city kind of precinct bit with 
um, a mixture of different shops and uh, you know you've got the bakery that looks like it's been there forever and then the, the dessert shop that is obviously a new thing that's been yeah. added and like with the um like with Victoria Street and the, and the whole of the new set in Media City, I suppose, they've done a really, really good job of making it look like it's been there for ages. When I mean, we, we went there last autumn, didn't we? Not autumn, it wasn't even that. It was it was the last summer and, and there was nothing there. So this thing has sprung up over the last yeah. four or five months, but it looks like it's been there for 30, 40 odd years. It, it really is incredible. I thought it still looked um, a lot smaller. And I know this is the, that's the cliche thing to say as soon as you see anything Coronation Street related in real life. But they really have packed a lot into this tiny little nook at the side of Coronation Street, haven't they? It's kind of filming lot wise. It's just behind where um, Trim Up North is and, and all of that. And um, you can kind of go round the corner, Wet Edge, and, and get to, to the police station and everything. But it's a, in you know, the world of Weatherfield, it's supposed to be who knows where. I guess not too far away from uh, Coronation Street. And but... yeah, because of where it's situated, there will be no connecting you know, shots of people walking from... No. You know, Coronation Street to the precinct because it's not attached in any story way. Mm. I mean, it's attached production-wise because you can go through one of the alleyways and you're inside <laughs> the back of Trim Up North. Yeah, exactly. But no, I thought it was it was very neat and tiny, but they managed to pack in so much detail in there. So, But we... it was also looked like it'd been there forever, didn't it? Because they're really yeah. good at that acrylic, like, ageing everything and kind yeah. of like putting, you know dust and dirt and grime on stuff and yeah it was just it was fun being able to spend the time to look in all the windows and seeing all just all the detail like even in the in the bargain hansa shop all the all the um the, the rings and chains and everything they've got there all the gold and the little um price tags and everything it was like all all this kind of stuff that you're not going to be able to see on screen i guess but so far they've only had those two scenes with with summer and and adam and, and sarah louise in the um on the play park bit but I mean you can you can go right up to it and and see that it's been lovingly created by the the in-house designers that have all worked on it oh I have to say also that the um that that Peter really should have done his research about uh trying to sell his tablet and saying it was worth 200 pound because there is a tablet in the window of bargain Nanza that is um 150 pounds oh so. does, does that have a cracked screen though and here's a fact that you don't know what um, opposite where the um, so along the back wall of opposite the precinct is just the normal wall that Coronation Street is like the boundary of their mm. of their set and so they can they've they've decorated some parts of it to make it look, make it so that you can film from both directions at the precinct so they've got this like cute little bee and um, butterfly wall and then they've got their own bins which are all decked out mm. like they look like yeah, the actual bins that the Coronation Street set use, set use is the same as yeah the, the, yeah very nice recycling but there's also a banner for amalgamated steel yes I saw that and Don the archivist was talking to me and he told me that that is the um the company that uh, Ken Barlow worked for. I thought so. And that's I thought why... it was a, a classic reference. Yeah, they said they asked him for a name uh, mm. of, a, of a building company or steel company. And he said, well, 
could use that one. <laughs> and he said that he, ima- he imagines that the the company's been going all these years. So, <laughs> so we, um, had to, we had to look Ken around. He didn't ruin it, did he? No, he did not. We, we had to look around all the shops and um, we were allowed inside some of the doors. There's not a whole lot there. But if you go into like Sweet Enough, which is the ice cream shop, you can you can potentially have characters sitting in the tables at the windows, couldn't you, to make it look like there's people in there. I suppose a little bit like in Victoria Street where they have people milling around the shops, even though that doesn't you know the co-op and everything even though that yeah. doesn't go in very yeah, far people at all. can sit in the window and um they can also sit uh, in summer they'll probably have yeah yeah know, i guess so. table and chairs outside yeah. i like some of the little details like the the weatherfield council logos on the bins and um even like just the graffiti on the sides and everything i i found one piece of graffiti that said kel and i don't know whether that was kel as in naughty kel uh naughty, paul's yeah. paul's uh, naughty, uh was it well, stepdad or whether it was you know our, our classic r kelly as a oh, I thought Kelly it was Nealon. Kel, as in... Um... I mean, is it Kel Allen that's just come back and, <laughs> and sprayed it in there saying, I've never laughed, I've never laughed. But um, yeah, we, we were looking there for, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so maybe, weren't we? We couldn't go upstairs to the the top bit, the balcony at first, because there were still people working on it. That's one thing that surprised me a little bit, that there's still workmen kind of tinkering away and getting it just right. Um, but we did ask Alison and she said that they'd filmed some other scenes, you know, in the past six weeks or so since the beginning of the year and we are going to start to see a little bit more of the precinct coming on on screen um yeah yeah in the, in the next few months i just want to say that they um even in the window of uh peking order which is uh that's the chinese the chinese it? one that place that is closed down they've even got a menu that's completely correct like complete menu for a chinese takeaway mm. and uh they've also got the same um sweet enough and uh think i'd like to try their wafer baskets there there's one called cookie monster which is vanilla and cookies and cream ice cream with oreo biscuit crumbles and milk chocolate sauce how lovely how nice so it was it was really lovely and and you were just like it was just proper grim and i think the fact that it was a bit of a gray cloudy day helped the atmosphere for this yeah, you know, this grimy, grim sort of precinct, didn't it? So we're going to talk about the up, the upstairs layer. Yeah, we'll come back to the upstairs later because, like I said, we couldn't get up there at, at the time. But then, um, then Alison Sinclair said, "Or oh, do, do you fancy do you want to kind of see Peter and Carla's new flat?" And, yes, like, please, because yes. at the time that hadn't appeared on screen at all. It, it now has. It made its appearance on the uh, the thirteenth of February episode, so just that very evening. But Ali Gunn took us round, snuck us inside uh, Studio Five, was it? I think. Yes. And uh, and we got to go and have a look at that. Um, again, very, very small. Um, some of the, the, the house sets, well, they all feel quite small, but I think some of them, like, say, the, the plats, the, the lisiers, seem ever so slightly bigger. But this was another very, very compact sort of set, wasn't it? Yeah, but we um, we were talking to Ali, and she was like, isn't it amazing how um, they can fit so much in? And the, the, the designers, the set designers, managed to make so much good use of the space that's yeah. in, in there. So this is the set... Well, this is in universe the flat that was a that was last occupied by Steve and Liz and Amy um, above streetcar. Is it above? Yeah, above streetcars. Um, completely different look now. It was very kind of pinky reddy black, I think, in the last time. Now I would say that Carla would probably like that old decoration, as uh, she used to have a, a very black and red flat in Victoria Court. I know, didn't but, she? but at the time that was quite trendy and cool. But now it looks it looks really dated and awful. But I think Carla's quite up to date with her trends. Yes. Well, if this is anything to go by, she certainly did, because um, I think this is a, a very, very cosy flat. This is um, a nice... Very swish. Can I just say, I really like the the colour scheme. feels like a very nice mix of Peter and Carla. 
Oh, how so? Because I would say, if you look at Maria and Gary's um, flats, and I don't know how much thought goes into this and how much... But I'm, I'm sure loads and Probably loads... Probably an awful lot, no, yeah. But listen, I don't know how much thought goes into what I'm about to say. Okay. But it looks like in Maria's flat, Gary's gone, I don't care, do whatever you want. Mm. Because the whole place is, is pink... Yeah, and, and rose gold. And, and rose gold. And I don't imagine that, that Gary was there sending Maria Argos links going, look at this look at this really cool kettle. Don't you think that would look great? He's obviously gone, it doesn't really bother me, but obviously you want it to look a certain way. So Tell you one you, thing you about the decoration it. of that flat. Maria's not said, we're not having anything from your bloody shop, Gary. <laughs> so I'm putting a veto on that. <laughs> yeah, but this, this one, um, this is really nice because it's, um, it's a mixture of kind of like this, uh, what's the word, suede grey, mm. um, like a, a textured grey, and then you've got the the, the pale blondy wooden cabinets. Yeah, you've got and a few gold highlights on the the cushions yeah. on the sofa as well, haven't you? It's it's grey, it's grey, beige, and gold, mm. um, which it doesn't sound like an inspiring colour scheme, but it really really looks nice in here. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, there's also a little bit of um, heron theming as yeah. well. One of the cushions on the sofa is heron themed. And I think I saw on one of the official photos that they released of the set last night when they uh, when it appeared on screen, there was something else that was heron-y. So I guess Carla's into herons now. Sean's got his flamingos. Charlotte, uh, Carla's got her herons. Well, Mary had her owls. She did. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Oh, there's, I, think there's, I think there's a video there. <laughs> Coronation yeah, Street can't... characters and their, and their, and uh, their, their birds. And their Patronus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see Karen as uh, Karen always saying that. I don't see Carla as having a heron as a vagina somehow. Um, maybe a, maybe a crow or something. Um, I, I, again, like with all the other flats, love the little details. There's there's uh, character photographs all around, like wedding photos of Carla and Peter. There's a one, a couple of little Simon as well when he was younger. There's um, a sketch of um, Carla's wedding dress that Hayley Cropper designed in Universe many moons ago. Yes, yeah, so she got married to Peter twice, didn't she? And that was for the first time they got married. Right. Because for the second time she got married to Peter, she wore a black and white dress. Mm, mm. So that was, that was really sweet. Yeah, Obviously, that, was... that means a lot to her because it was Hayley that designed it and also... Yeah. Yeah. No awkward questions because it was Peter, even though it wasn't technically the same marriage that they're on now. Now, right <laughs> opposite Carla and Peter's flat, there was something else that I have to admit caught my eye as soon as I walked into the studio because it was Roy's Rolls. And uh, Ali didn't realise this at the time, Alison Sinclair, but we'd never been into Roy's Rolls, have we? We've done a couple no. of tours of the sets, but that's always one that's evaded us. We've ever been in that studio. No, I don't think we so have. So I don't know what was in that studio before they put Carla's mm. flat in there, unless it was... Liz's old place. Yeah, maybe. And they've just read. I mean, why would they copy the same layout? Mm, I wonder. Well, anyway, so 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 Roy uh, Roy's rolls. We said, can we can we just have a look at that? And she said, yeah, fill your boots. And this this was this is a proper iconic set, hasn't it? Because you know what Roy's like. Not a fan of change. So this particular set here is. It's, you know, in my mind, stayed pretty much identical for the last 20 years. Yeah, it's so dated, isn't it? it? It really is but dated. dated but it's dated in a, a realistic way. Yes, yes. But it's a proper iconic set just because of how much it has stayed the same. Yes, it's got a few extra additions like the, the Weatherfield train stop sign, was it? that Did somebody didn't need to get in that for a Christmas um, one year or something but uh, you, on the whole it's, it's exactly as you would remember uh, 20 years ago or so when they first moved to Victoria Street but unlike the other sets that look bigger on screen 
this looked bigger in real life. This, it really looked like a big set. I mean, I suppose compared to, say, Peter and Carla's flat, you do need to fit a lot of people into this one. I you know, think... Having your extras and everything, having their cream horn. There's a lot of space you need to walk around with plates and uh, trays and stuff. But I think mm. one of the reasons that it looks so small on screen is because I don't think... I don't know what the camera angles are like on the normal sets, but I'm assuming they're normally like head height unless you're sitting down. But the ones in Roy's Rolls are always are going to sometimes be shooting people as they're seated on the tables. Mm. And so when you're shooting across like that, it kind of like all of the space disappears, doesn't it? Because there's... Yeah, yeah, you can't get the perspective of of the space. Mm, mm. Um, so we we kind of started wandering around in there. You were snapping away and taking videos. I I went straight to the kitchen area around the back of the counter because they they don't often go back there, do they? And um, and I was able to see some of the bits and bobs that were there. There were there was like a sink area. There were there were plates of plastic beans and yes. eggs and sausages and they're just ready to be brought out yeah, you got, plastic you fake there. food is the theme of Roy's Rolls nothing there apart from I guess what you might see the characters eating on screen is actually real you I'm got... also going to say this is how the, the characters on Coronation Street the women always stay so thin that's why I like to go to Roy's Rolls. It's all just plastic. Because it's just paper um, mache. <laughs> well, yeah, that, the, the the crepe paper was my, was my favourite discovery. So where you've got the uh, the counter at the front, which has got you know the the, the the pictures of the tea and the sandwiches and everything, and inside you've got little plastic tubs and everything. One of them's got some fairly realistic looking plastic salad in, but then there's another one that's literally just um, torn up crepe paper like red and orange crepe paper it looks it is... like red ca- red and white cabbage doesn't it I guess that's what it's about. supposed to look like but, and then um... there's like three little tubs next to it and one of them's got those sweets that are fr- fried eggs Oh really? I don't think I those are an ingredient. That. Yeah. I don't think so. No. In, and uh, and some plastic ham. Yeah, and then you've got your delicious hot snacks tray that's got your plastic pies in and everything. It, but you can't tell on screen, can you? No, no, not at all. Um, I there was also a penny on the side that I didn't steal. Oh, well done. I could have put it in the Weatherfield Cancer Support Centre. Um, uh, collection <laughs> tin. I love I love the um. The, the the placemats and everything yeah. there that have all been made there's with Roy's Rolls designs. on. Yeah, there's a couple of different I didn't realise that. No, I didn't at the time. But that that was really, really nice being able to stand in there as such a like proper iconic set and have a have a good look around. And like you said, I definitely agree that it felt a lot bigger. And and speaking of big sets, the next one, the final set that we went on to yesterday was Underworld. So Hang that's on. Oh, well, I didn't get to talk about one thing that I, I will thought not was talk quite about Underworld good yet, then go on. On um Colour and Colour and Peter's flat is their little um, little area where they do their work and they've got, you know, printer and uh, pictures and uh, stationery and stuff. They've also got three books. Yeah. One of them is called Nordic Interiors Home and then one of them is called Yves Saint Laurent, uh-huh. so a designer book and the other one is called The World's Navies. Oh, oh, so so Carla and Peter have got a book each and then a shared one. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so um, Underworld was next and all in sort of close proximity to each other and I wanted to see that because ever since they moved and well they renovated Underworld was it one two years ago I can't remember I've lost track now I've never really got the hang of where everything is in there despite the the number of times it's appeared on screen I haven't got a layout in my head but um now at last I can say I understand this so you, you go in there and then on the left is straight away is the seating area isn't it with the um 
with all the stripy um, soft furnishings and everything where there's you know the breakout room or whatever the, with the, the lime and purple and blue bits there's a table there with a higher magazine on from 2018 it really was like not that. the layout I expected I don't know what I expected no I know and then on the on the right you've got um, the two offices so there's the sales office first and then you've got Carla's office a little bit along further along from that you've got lockers on the on the left it's it's really difficult to try and explain it without actually seeing it so hopefully I mean if you're watching this on the YouTube version you've got a, a few sweeps of um, where everything actually is but again so much detail in that place I could have stayed there forever and we were probably in what five minutes or so do you think it's funny because on screen it's really hard to get uh, to sort of really believe that it's a proper factory because you see so much of the um, uh, like the offices and Carla's office and the sales office and stuff you, you barely ever see any or, or like the um, like the breakout area, mm. but there is actually quite a lot of space dedicated to the machines, and there's a whole wall of like fabric samples and boxes, yeah. and there's and lots there's, of pants hanging up. There's loads of really amazing details that you would never ever see on screen. Like um, I found, oh, I can't see, seem to find it now, but there's stuff like um, on the in front of the machines. There's like a production sheet that tells you how to manufacture the um, the product that's being made on the, on the sewing machines at that particular oh, point. Oh, I that. There's like um, little, little uh, samples of underwear with notes attached to them. There's a Rolodex with people's names on it. There's, um, there's loads of, there's just, it's just, sometimes they, they will use fake details, won't they? Mm. And they'll just have some old paperwork from something that's years ago, yeah, and just to, just, just to, to fill the space. Up. But other times they'll they'll do sort of like really intricate detailing. Mm. It, it was brilliant, and then uh, that was one that I was lingering around a little bit longer because you and Ali um, sort of started walking out, didn't you? And I was snapping away, snapping away, and you're like, Michael, where are you going? Um, anything else to add about the about Underworld set? Um. No, no. I, I mean, you. well, what do you want? No, to no. Say? I no. I've got. I've got nothing else to. I, it was just. It was just brilliant. I could have stayed there and investigated for hours, probably. But after that, that's when we went back outside and we and we hoped that we would be able to get onto the balcony area of the precinct. And yeah, by the time we got there, um, the men had all gone, hadn't they? So we yeah. we went up the steps. You kind of. You go into the little nook that's on the left as soon as you go into the precinct, up some stairs, turn around, up some stairs, and there's a, a little, I don't know how you describe it, there's like two double, there's two doors, isn't there, that you go in, there's a tiny, you go in one door and there's a tiny oh, little yeah. holding area thing, and then another door, and then that takes you out onto the balcony. And those are the, those are the, st- that's the staircase from the old... Yeah, the old factory, they recycled the uh, the staircase for that. But yeah. um, I, one of the things that struck me most about the upstairs is how wide it is. It's presumably so that they can get cameras up there if they need to and, and have enough space for the performers when they get when, you know, when they get onto that to being able to, uh, to perform with, with plenty of space without feeling too cramped. But um, you, you were pointing out, um, you can kind of tell the personalities already of the people who live there, can't you? There's like there was like some dog owners there. There's one sign that was like beware the German Shepherd, and they had a couple of German Shepherd uh, models on the side. There was somebody who was into gardening, unable to have a garden, but they had their little front area. Yeah, they've um, got it looked like they've been there for quite a while, didn't it? Because they had, you know, their everything's been aged nicely. Yeah. Um, but you know the the pots and plants and stuff had looked mm. like they'd they'd been there for quite a while, even though obviously they're all they're all fake. Yeah. 
the the plants in the gardens in Corrie are are real, mm. but these these ones upstairs, uh, number three. I don't know what the address here is. Do you? No, I, I don't know whether what the road is or whether it's just Weatherfield Precinct. So yeah, so, send them some post. So you've got your your kind of barony sparse looking uh, dog um, owner place where the you know the bowls outside. Yeah, and that's the, number four. And the um the collar hanging on the wall and. And a little sign saying, love is being owned by a German shepherd. <laughs> and then you've got a bike outside, a little kiddie's bike. I don't know if that should be there or not, but I imagine this is a grandma's house. Outside number three. Yeah. Outside number three. And uh, little little gnomes climbing up a a fake, I don't know, what is that? A little, um, I don't know, a little, a little stone table, and man. wood yeah. con- uh, thing. And lots. Of, there's like three gnomes there. Mm. A pair of red gardening gloves. There was a number two is the one that's the kids or has got children in, hasn't it? It's fairly sparse, but there's a little NHS rainbow in the window. Um, yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little dusty bin or something, but it's not. Got two little, um, two little scooters outside and a toy truck and a, a funny little cute, weird porcelain bowl yeah. poking through the neck. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I don't know what that is. And then the first one you get to is number one, which. Um, it's got dirty curtains, isn't it? They haven't been washed. Mm, very uh, plain. Trinkets it, in the window, like, and, and uh, post. Looks like the person who lives there is a bit of a grump. There's a there's a big sign on the window saying no junk mail and another one on the letterbox saying no salesmen, cold callers or um, canvassers. So it's uh, I, I do love how they've given a bit of personality to these characters who, you know, maybe we'll never meet, maybe by the time they get used by it'll be one of the current characters moving into there maybe and and refurnishing it yeah and the top area is quite wide and it's also reinforced so it can take lots of weight sally was telling us that you can have filming up there Mm. so everything all the equipment can go up there and um you can probably also film from there down and have some interesting Fights maybe in the playground. Oh yeah, people. Fun, be, yeah, people having a having a slanger match over the balcony. Yeah. Anything else uh, precinct wise? I can't recall. I mean, there's some other things that that you may or may not know, depending on how much you followed about mm. the. Oh, I like thing. the little. Uh, I like the little bee house that was there. Someone who's got a boat hotel, haven't they? With some little plastic bees That's on the side. That's actually the grumpy person. Nice. Oh, one. okay. So the grumpy person is into bees, and the uh, the the play park itself. Um, you know, it just looked very realistic. There was even um. You know the, the cola cans they have in um, Weatherfield? I can't remember what the fake in-universe brand is, but there was one of those kind of screwed up and put on the floor next to a bin. Yeah. It was really, really well done. I loved it. And the, um, this has already been reported about, but the um, security lodge, when you go into the into the set, has been decorated on the side that faces the precinct to say Weatherfield Community Oh, yeah, Park. yeah, of course, I missed that. So um, it's it's like normally just a nice plain grey building, but they've covered it with rainbows and swirly patterns mm. and hearts and things yeah, yeah. to make it look like it's part of the world of mm. Coronation Street. Yeah. So after that, um, Ali took us back through the the car park. Our time was up, sadly, um, and, and we ended up getting let out through the back gate. We did see Joe uh, Duttine pass by in his car, didn't. didn't we? Didn't you? I was. He was waving out the window. I think. Yeah, I think you might have had your back to him. To be well, honest. I was talking to Ali because you you were trying to follow her into her car. I wasn't listening, and Ali was getting into her car, and I almost climbed in with her. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, "Michael, what are you doing?" I turned She's around, and, her there, lunch. and there was Joe Duttine uh, waving past in his, in his flat cap. Look at this idiot. <laughs> um, yes, we we went out the back gate, and um, that's where we encountered Brian Altman, isn't it? 
Yes, Scotland's right. biggest Coronation Street fan. You Officially, may know him from yes. Twitter. Uh, who um, we, we met uh, for the first time last summer, I think, didn't we? And it just by complete coincidence, he'd um, planned his latest trip up to Weatherfield to be there at the same time as us. So we uh, we ended up spending quite a long time having a having a chat with him about what he'd been up to. Yeah. Um, but we also met round the back, very excitingly, Sally Carman. Or should yes. that be Sally Carman Dutine now? So um, I I just kind of messaged her uh, a couple of days previously and wondered whether she was going to be in that day. And she said, oh yeah, I'm getting in about um, about half eleven. And, and luckily for us, that was about the time that we were going to be out. So um, she she came out to the back and, and said hello to us. And we all had a, had a chat and a, and a, and a hug and a, sort of had a quick catch up, which was lovely. She's a very lovely lady. Yeah, she's going to be setting off to her Canada tour soon. Oh yeah, so she talked to us about the Canada tour. Anyone who is in Canada or is uh, has Canada accessible to them? Mm-hmm. You may wish to uh, go and attend these events because it looks like she's looked very much looking forward to yeah. to going, and uh, it'd be nice to yeah. have some podcast fans going, wouldn't oh, it? Yes, it would be very yeah. nice. So much fun, and then we so we just hang around for a bit. Just did the usual thing of let's see if any other cast members come down. And Brian had said that he'd seen. Um, Adam Hussein, Patty Clare, I think, maybe a couple of others earlier that day. Um, we just saw one more, didn't we? We saw James Craven, who plays um, Aaron. And this is the first time that we'd ever met him. We'd, we'd seen him in the distance, I think, before. But um, he came over um, very tall. He's so nice. <laughs> he's really. He was very nice, yeah. Brian went over to him first. I mean, he's really young as well. And so he, I think he did a really good job of... Um, like dealing with a bunch of strange people talking <laughs> to him. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, as in strangers to yeah, him. Yeah, no, you know. exactly. So he was, he was very, very nice, very good. Posed for some photos with everybody. Um, yeah, Brian spoke to him first, and then, uh, and then when he walked off, I, I sort of moved over and I said, oh, "I'm from the podcast." He goes, "Oh yeah, I know who you are." So that was quite nice that he he knew of me from uh, from guess from social media or whatever. Exactly. Exactly, and then he said, "Oh, we haven't met before, have we?" Like, no, it's the first times so we got we got a photo and everything, and and hung around there, and then um had a, had a chat. He stayed for about five minutes or so, maybe didn't he? He stayed for longer on his way out because he yes, we saw him right. going in and out. Yeah, yeah. But that's a... yeah, you, yeah. He was just about to go in for work, so he had to he had to go quickly. But we we came back later on, and we saw him coming out at the end of the day. But we we stayed around there for for a little bit, but then um we knew that at. Twelve o'clock, I think we would arrange to have lunch with uh, with Dom, who's the Corrie archivist that we met um, last summer. We agreed to go over to Costa to have a little lunch with him. He's so nice. I oh, love him so much. And he brought us a Corrie calendar. Yes, he did. A Canadian one. Because a 2023 Coronation Street character. What well, you can't even buy in this country. You can't buy them here. And Thank it's you about very much for that, Dom. The next generation of Coronation Street yeah. characters, isn't it? So yeah. It's got all the younguns on there. It, it does. That was really cool. Um, and we, yeah, we just went and had a little chat for a while about this and that. And he, he, he said he enjoyed our Bev Unwin character profile. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, he, he gave us a couple of the. Um, as as did Ali Sinclair actually gave us a couple of the touring uh, the filming locations that we've gone to and are hoping to go to um, later on today as well to get a few snaps from as well that was lovely uh, and, until I got my migraine halfway through the meal um, I haven't had like a migraine since I was about 10 or so maybe younger and I was sitting there eating and then my vision all just started going blurry and weird and I didn't have a headache or anything but I was like I think I think I have to go back, and it was so typical because I wanted to spend you know the day outside or a bit a, a bit longer well, in the day outside the studios, but we had to I had to get you to drive me back. I had to cut our lunch sh- abruptly short. I know I feel really guilty. I, I, like, I apologise. You were Dom. smiling like a maniac, going, "I can't see anything. Yeah. I have to go home." Yeah, t- pretty typical. But um, 
Yeah, we so we drove we, you home, and then and then I made you go to bed, and you and but before you went to bed, you wanted to put some things on the internet, and then you wrote a load of stuff, and you came <laughs> and you said to me, I to, "Look, can you read this for me? Because I've read it a few times, and I'm not completely sure it makes sense." And I read it, I was like, "No, it doesn't make any it's sense." So weird. Go to bed. Even when we got to the place we were staying, and we had to put a little code into the gate to drive the car through. Um, and, and you told me the four-digit code, and it took me like five or six attempts to get this code in. My brain had just gone to just, mush because it was, was my like, brain. Oh, you can put it in any order you like; it doesn't matter. As long Different as it's numbers, the right whatever. Number. As long as the spirit's there. <laughs> but yeah, so we, so we went to sleep for an hour, and then we headed back no, out. No, I didn't. I went to sleep for an hour, then we headed back out to the set. Um, just to see, for closing time, really, and that's when we saw James Craven coming back out again. We didn't see anybody else. Um, sadly, all hiding, but, yeah, but we Brian there. was still there as well, so we stayed with him. And then we went on to our final stop of the day, which was um, poor Teddy's final resting place. It was, and it is actually not a place I would have picked to chuck a body in the water because it's right next to a pub. Right next to a pub called the Strawberry Duck, which is a, a lovely name. Uh, so that's out. Um, it was about fifteen minutes away from from the the, the set, like, wasn't it? We had a little drive. It's like on the east side in the city yeah. centre of Manchester, and yeah. it's right by obviously the canal. Hmm. And um, it, it's really actually quite dark and scary. It is if you go at night during the night time, and hmm. so um, you'll be able to see the video if you go onto our YouTube channel. If you're watching it there, then good for you. But. Um, we were yeah wandering around and uh, separating up and then meeting back up again, um, and there were a few bits where I was walking down the path and I was by myself and all these blokes were walking past. I was like, "Don't kill me <laughs> while I'm filming stuff." We, we might have looked a little bit silly. We looked like, really. Why are you filming? We looked absolutely suspicious. There, it, there was a lock there, wasn't there, for for going for the through canal, the canal. Yeah. And um, yeah, you could go, go across that. And so we were just walking around and filming the water and filming each other and filming walking up and down. Mm. And there was a, there's a bit on the other side of, of where Stephen threw the um, body in. In, that, in, the, in the roof box. In the roof box. That's like a grassy area, but there's like a low wall kind yeah. of separating it. And there's, no, there's nothing between the grass and the, the edge of the canal. And so I kind of climbed over this this um, little wall and started walking about on the grass. And I was thinking, I'm going to die here. <laughs> this is uh, this is a bad move. So, but you were insisting I took took your photo, so yes. I had to do that. I would have to say I was very impressed with how well our our phones coped with the low light because it was like almost pitch black, wasn't it? But for if through, you can through see what's in the pictures, Apple magic, it's it's all lit up quite well. So I hope you enjoyed those photos. And any, any other people who like finding quarry locations, there's another one to add to your list. I don't know who found this location originally, but they did a bloody good job of it because it really is quite a sinister, scary yeah. spot in the dark. Yeah, yeah, it really, really is. And very good for um, lots of cars to park for all your equipment. Exactly, exactly. You're filming. It's yeah. So um, yeah, we stayed there and then we headed back to to watch Coronation Street. We had to get back in time for that, didn't we? Yes. And and that's the last as of yet, yeah, the last thing we've done so far. So it's as I said at the beginning, it's, it's Tuesday morning now. We've got a couple of things planned for the rest of the day. So I think we'll leave this as we are and then um head off on today's adventures, all right? Yes. And now it's Wednesday, uh, our last day here, just tidying up, just packing up, ready to go. But before we thought we'd head down south, uh, we thought we would uh, fill you in on what we got up to yesterday. Did you have a nice day yesterday, Gemma? Of course I did. Of course she did, everybody. What did we do? We we had lunch with a very special person yesterday. We did. We? It was amazing. Ian so Kershaw, nice. who's a Coronation Street writer oh, and great. star. 
He's, yeah. he's played many a dodgy journalist in Coronation Street. And mm. he, got, he got a famous wife as well, didn't he? Julie Hesmanhouse. He That's played right. Hayley Cropper as well. And uh, we, we've been mutual fans of each other's work for oh, quite yeah. a long time, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we decided that we would uh, we would meet up. And this is the first time we'd, we'd met him. He's so He was so lovely. Yes, we went into town. It's like he'd known him for years. He was a really, really nice guy. Really intelligent guy. Really insightful and yes. um, fascinating to listen to his Well, I, I did a lot of listening during yesterday's uh, meal, I have to say. The, the, you, well, you No, no, no. You and him were talking very, very intelligently and I, I was, was just sitting there going, oh, who's my favourite character? <laughs> so I, didn't, I don't think I contributed a who's whole lot to the conversation. Character? But um, no, it, it was just lovely finding out all about, you know, the writing process and, and, and his ideas and, and thoughts about what what, what can and can't be included and how things have changed over time and, yeah. and all sorts. It was amazing. It was such an interesting conversation. He's such so so interesting, isn't he? And funny yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very articulate. I, I was just going to throw all kind of superlatives out about him, but uh, all the night was just a, a really, really lovely, lovely time. And it was, uh, was so, so glad that we were able to, to meet him and uh, yeah, and get in touch and, and widen our, our contact sphere. Yeah, of people well, involved in Coronation Street. He, was, the food. he had a lot of good stuff to say about Ian McLeod as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he? definitely. Yeah, just, in, just in case Ian's watching. Listening. Maybe watching or listening. I don't maybe know. he does both. It may, maybe. I'm sure he probably does, yeah. yeah. Um, but food no. was nice too, by the way. Yes, Went yes, to lovely. a place called Home. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a BLT and a soup. And a BLT was literally the best one I've ever had in my life. Oh, yes, you did say, you told me that yesterday. It was like the best evening. one it I've ever had. Nice. It, it was look very, so very nice. good. Well, I had a very tasty pizza. Um, so, yeah, we, we ended up staying there for a couple of hours, didn't we? And then headed off our separate ways. And even towards the end, he was saying, oh, I saw Starstruck meeting oh. you today. <laughs> Um, but that lovely. Thank you very much, Ian, for um, taking the time out to uh, to to meet up with us humble podcasters yesterday. Um, yeah. And then, then after <laughs> that, we um, what did we did? We, we went out for a little drive after that, didn't we? We went looking around for some more filming locations from previous years in Corrie. Yes. Um, not too recent ones this time. Not particularly. No, not as not as recent as uh, Teddy's dumping ground. But we have the first one we went to was the most recent of the three, wasn't it? We went to um to Phelan's house. Well, the house that he had been renovating and keeping Andy locked up in the cellar of. Yes, it wasn't his original fancy mansion. No, no, we no, we've done that one before. We've done that we? one already. We, um, yeah, we we went to it's Chalton, didn't we? Which is where there were huge houses, um, including oh this goodness. particular one. We went to the address that we'd been given. I have to say it wasn't mega recognisable, but I think I think they did a lot of uh, filming around the back of that one, and also there's been some building work done up by. I sent uh, Connor McIntyre, who played Phelan, a message saying, is, is this it? Is this right? And he's like, oh yeah, that's the one, that's the one. Um, so uh, that that was cool. Um, we just, we, we, that there was, was one of the not one... much to see it, and it's there wasn't. It was house, somebody's so house, so we, we didn't linger for to too long about that. We do a, did a couple of, of more than creepy snaps. Um, and then we headed off to, um, there was a high street, wasn't there? Now, if you remember, we talked a few times about um, the episode where Shelley jilted Charlie um, Stubbs at the altar back in 2007, I think it was. Um, or 55, I don't know. Um, and um, then she goes off on a bit of a, a stomp down the streets, doesn't she? Yeah, she... In her wedding dress. Yeah, March of Triumph. Yes, and, uh, and she's, she's walking down these streets and then she gets to a, gets to a phone box and calls a therapist and then she um, drops off a little bit more, goes to a, a, a zebra crossing, meets an old lady there and is like, oh, I jilted him, you know. I deserve better. And the woman's like, good for you. Yeah. And so we, we, 
we'd, we'd been given the location of that so um, we, we tried to line up a few shots and uh, as much as you wanted me to, to dress up in, in a wedding dress that's what you said at well, least. I bought you one and everything. Yeah, I wasn't going to be doing that. It was it was already a little bit embarrassing us standing there snapping away because it was a busy high street, wasn't it? So yeah. We were just there to random photos or anything. Michael, look angry and look like you're hitching up your skirt. <laughs> but anyway, so that was quite a, a cool place. Um, some bits recognisable, other other bits not because obviously it's been you know nearly twenty years or so since they filmed that. Uh, and then we finished. It was really high end. High Street, was, wasn't it? It was full of really posh shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we went to a nice church, didn't we? Um, it was a St James's, I think. Um, and, and this is where they filmed um, Billy Williams and Betty um, Betty Turpin's wedding back in 1995. And it was a really lovely, lovely place. The, the light was going by this point, wasn't it? It was getting a little bit Yeah, we um, ran out of dusky. time, really, to, to make the most of any more mm, locations. Mm. So we decided to yeah. go after that Nice, one. Nice little church, a little slope that we took some photos down. A uh, very pretty place. And then um, headed back because it was Valentine's Day and we had places to be. Yeah, we did. We made... Um, a booking to me at Annie's, mm-hmm. which is the restaurant owned by Jenny McAlpin, who plays Fizz in Coronation Street. Yes. And we often yeah. like to go there. Yes. And um, we had the Valentine's Day set menu, didn't we? And I had a nice, what did I have? Prawns, crispy um, deep fried. I wasn't expecting them to be deep fried prawns. I thought they'd be pan fried, but they were very nice, crispy. Mm-hmm. And then I had skewers with prawns. Yeah, I had some nice gyoza, some duck gyoza, lovely dipping sauce, and then I had um, had a salad from you did, my. Didn't you? It did have a load of meat thrown in it, so you know it was it was only a fake and salad of dressing. Yeah, but I felt a little bit healthy because there were some green things passed on my lips for the for the first time in a few days, um, and it was just really really nice. It's lovely atmosphere there. Um, the, the the waiters there were very attentive and, yes, Harry, and lovely and polite and everything. It's really nice. Yeah, and uh, and then what did for pudding creme brulee oh yeah we both had a creme brulee for pudding I love a creme brulee and I had um, a a fizz cocktail was it um uh, Annie's Fizz it was called wasn't it yeah it's really nice I I still think they should put the fizz bomb uh, pudding back on the menu in fact I filled out a little form afterwards saying that they should put it back so Obviously, they will now. They have to work um, on that, won't they? Anyway, always a lovely place. And if you're in if you're in Manchester and you wanna you wanna line Jenny McAlpine's pockets a little bit, then head on over to Annie's in a, just off St Anne's Square, yeah. and uh, you can go to our lovely little tea rooms there. Um, and that was it. We we walked back. We came, came back to bed. Um, and now it is Wednesday. We, we we're halfway through, halfway through the tidying and cleaning, or maybe we're over halfway. I don't know. It depends how uh, how much Gemma is likes to whip me into shape. Wow. And well, 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 we'll see, won't we? We, we, we need must get on with this, and and, uh, and then we're going to head back on a long, long journey down south to uh, to get all this video and and audio put together, so that hopefully you can all hear about our lovely trip. But we'll be back later in the year. We've already got a couple of trips planned, actually, haven't we? On well, semi-planned about what we want to do coming back to Manchester this year. But um, hope you all enjoyed listening to our time this time. It was a lovely trip. Yeah, enjoyed your company, Gemma. Yeah. You too. I was alright, was, right, was it? Yeah. yeah okay. Is that um, it? Yeah. That, that is it, yes. Yeah, so thank you to everybody who uh, helped us make it a, a lovely trip. Thanks to Dom, thanks to Ali, thanks to, um, that was nice to see Brian again, thanks to the, the curry people that we saw there, to, to James, to to, yeah. uh, to Sally, to, to Ian Kershaw, of course. Um, always, always fun um, coming up north, but um, lovely to meet people yeah, here as well. It was especially fun this time because yeah, of all the nice people. Oh, wow.
as it was. Right, so um, we will see you, everybody. We're signing off now. We'll be back at the weekend for more podcasting fun. But until then, ta for me. Bye. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.